0: Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, an associate pastor here at Highview Church, and today I am sitting around the table with Chad Williams and Joshua Hildebrandt. Hey,
1: bud. Zuh? <laughs>
2: hey, hey, guys. You just, yeah, you, I was just talking to you're you. You were
0: only greeting one of us. I know. Which one? Realize, that's the yeah, question. That's a good point. Who's your bud?
2: I'll I'll let the You were looking at I'll Chad, let the mystery so I feel yeah. left out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I'll I'll let the the, the mystery of that mm. just kinda
0: very <laughs> Josh was like this is a plural <laughs> <laughs> well we are uh we're glad to be here with both of you today uh to record another episode of the hobbyve podcast. Have you guys uh, had a good good week we're coming off of thanksgiving
1: i'm recovering um,
0: recovering from thanksgiving <laughs> yeah did you guys have a good uh good break with your family
1: and oh yeah, it was great I love thanksgiving it's my favorite holiday it's got all the good stuff, none of the fluff mm. just great great day yeah and and
2: now you know um Listening to some Christmas tunes and yeah, uh, at an appropriate time time of year. See the
0: the problem is you guys (laughs) uh, have uh, been been you guys have been missing out on the joy. I've been enjoying since uh, mid mid November,
2: (laughs) mid November, mid October. Yeah, probably. Are you you're a you're a right after Halloween?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. After Then,
2: then it's all Christmas stuff.
0: After after Halloween, this is this is me. I'm just completely oh i'm well that's not coming through okay never mind i'll knock that out let's try to get uh total total fail there Trying to get some mu- some christmas music going um yeah so i i really do uh, of course today we're recording on december 1st i le- i legitimately almost wore a santa shirt to the office today just <laughs> to have i should have It'd be fantastic it's
2: fine now i don't um, care that's the thing it's fine at now. this point. It's well, it's appropriate. I oh, enjoy. Some, it. I
1: think we need some context here. Chad went on an epic rant about <laughs> the inappropriate uh, it's not nature true. of um, playing. Well, I, I supported the rant. I'm not. I'm not coming out against the rant. I'm in full support of the rant. Right about I playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving.
2: I appreciated. I appreciated your support. That was a. That was a, a you know a, a brother coming to your aid in a, in a moment where you're taking fire from all sides. When
1: you see something that's true, was a, you get behind it. What was a truly, uh, it's the most wonderful time. Is. that's all uh, that's all that's all I can will we'll get copyrighted. Song, let's take that song apart. <laughs> it. yeah. It's the most wonderful time. There's a time and a place for everything. Ecclesiastes, the Bible says this, says that. Yeah, that's and true. That's it, true. You know, a time so to plant, well, time to put up
2: mm, stuff, right? A time, a time, time to, to take play down Christmas songs, and a time that's not what it
1: says. Yes. Um, you know, so there's
0: sense. also a very important time in our lives that happens more regularly than Christmas. It's every week, mm. right? <laughs> talk
2: That's about right. the segue what, of the year. What a great segue. We what are segue.
0: continuing our conversation about rediscovering church, uh, talking through this book um, that was presented to us uh, by Colin Hanson and Jonathan Lehman, two brothers from the Nine Marks organization, Um and they are writing a book. I um, have written a book called "Rediscover Church: Why the Body of Christ is Essential." And so we've been talking through this book chapter by chapter because we feel like it's a helpful resource. Um, actually, we've been uh, wanting to give some of these books away as well. So let's yeah, just
2: start giving them away. I know
0: because. Nobody's really if you. <laughs> nobody's really listening to us. If, <laughs> I'm like, hey, we can write and review. We it's, can
2: give one that we have. We have so many. We crickets. can give one to everyone who listens. Well, we, but so we just, have to. But here's the thing. <laughs> so just tell us you listen. We have
0: to know that you and we'll listen. Get, that's so true. Go and leave a review of the podcast. Yeah.
2: Right. I, I had noticed we have we have got some reviews.
0: We've got two. We've had two for about two years.
2: So. And <laughs> what? Am <I>, am <laughs> um, Anyway, awesome. but if you want a copy
0: of Rediscover Church, we would be more than happy to give you one, so that you can read along and rediscover church for yourself.
2: Or there's another way to win. I, I'm, I'm making a I'm making a call here. Just stop. There's another way to win. Um, visit Highview. Uh-huh. If you're here at Highview, uh, any of the Sundays in December, and you just heard this come up to Tyler mm. uh, at any point and say, mm. "Hey, I'd like to claim my copy ah. of Rediscover Church." Because clearly you're you're here you're rediscovering right.
1: church yes You've, you you have gathered and you right. would only know to ask that if you listen to the podcast right, right. if you made yeah, it that's past, what I'm saying
0: we're we're burying this but if you made it past all the ridiculousness about Christmas music you deserve right. a copy a, of <laughs> of this book um, we're we're thankful that you're listening with us we really are we're thankful to all of our listeners
2: I love Christmas music Tyler me too I I have no I problem don't. with Christmas I didn't say yeah really?
0: okay we, we'll See, talk I'm about not that even later the
2: Scrooge in this t- at this. We've
0: moved moved on. We've moved on to Rediscover Church. Rediscover Church. Yeah, so we are continuing our discussion through this really helpful book uh, into Chapter 3, which uh, presents a question in the title uh, that I think is really, really critical for us to consider, especially coming out of 2020 um, and even through this year, 2021, as there's uh, been all of the questions of how do we deal with uh, physical gatherings in the midst of a pandemic where everything was... Uh, shut down by necessity um, while we were trying to be you know, responding to this particular worldwide situation. Um, but the question on the table today uh, from this resource is, do we really need to gather? Does the church really need to physically be present with one another? And so as we've been doing at the beginning of these discussions, I want to read through the, the holistic definition of uh, that that this book has presented to what a church is and we'll highlight the section that we're going to be talking about today. So the definition of church that we're working through is this. A church is a group of Christians Who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom, to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ the King, to affirm one another as his citizens through the ordinances, and to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world, following the teaching and example of elders. And so the little statement, the phrase of this definition that we're going to be talking about today is the second assertion, which is uh, who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom. Um, so quite simply, I want to throw the question out to you guys. Do we really need to gather? Yes. Okay. Well, end of the episode. Let's, uh, we're going, (laughs) thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are going to, (laughs) uh, why don't you unpack that for us? Pastor Chad?
2: Uh, pretty simple. I think though, the, uh, the word "ecclesia" that we translate as church is basically gathering in the Greek. Yeah. Um, so the, the new Testament just doesn't know of a church that doesn't gather. Mm. Um, now there's lots of conversation and lots of discussion and, uh, within, um, the global church about what that gathering should look like and what mm-hmm. that gathering, uh, where that gathering should happen. Should, can it, can it happen? um, in two different places, can it happen in, in, you know, two different services in the same place? Can it, or should it be one gathering in one location, one place? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know I, I we know where the authors stand on that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they believe it's, it's uh one place, one gathering, but, um, and, and I agree with that. Um, but, uh, it's a, the, you can't disconnect the church from the gathering when, when yeah. literally a church is, is the gathering. Uh, like that's that's what church that's what a church is is uh, uh, the ecclesia.
1: Yeah, I think there's um, more and more confusion uh, in today's world. Kind of as technology continues to increase, you think uh, you know during the time of uh, you know the scriptures being written in the early church, um, there wasn't such a thing as watching on a device. I mean, unless you were in someone's presence, you weren't with them. You weren't right. calling them on phone, so you were either together or you were separate. And now we have this kind of nuanced. Well, are we really together, or are we not together? But I think that the truth is, is that there are some things that, uh, no matter how much a blessing technology may be, it can't fully account for just the the reality of being present with, right. a, with a body of believers.
0: Yeah, um, especially even in the the beginning of this chapter, uh, the author highlights that groups of people are powerful. Um, he talks about some of the. The ways we've seen groups of people be very constructive, but also very destructive. Um, Basically, if you assemble a group of people around a common goal or a common um, idea, a a common mission, um, it's... Near impossible to accomplish those things alone. But when you start to gather people around a, a common mission, um, it's, it's kind of almost impossible to stop, uh, right. if you, if you drive people with the same, the same idea, the same common mission, the same common values. Um, and, and that, that particularly as a church, we see those things as, um, gospel centrality. We, we have a, a whole list of our, our core commitments as Highview Church. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we, we want to to highly encourage everyone that is a member of of Hive Church to be physically gathered because it's it's commanded in scripture. We're we're told that we ought to physically gather together um, because it's that's that's an obedience issue.
1: Yeah. Right? I think one of the important things about gathering is not just you being there for what you receive and, and, and the you know, what it gives to you for your presence being there but the fact what your presence does to another person. Yeah. Um I think there's a unstated kind of accountability that happens just when I gather and I see hey there's so and so. Like there's a lot of unstated things that happen in our hearts relationally when we just are around people that it's nuanced yeah. but you just don't get if you're across a screen like yeah. and you know you really lose some of those nuanced uh, relational elements if you're just not present with people.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, the, the the authors make a good point that the Bible ends with a gathering. Yep, that all of God's people are gathered. Those aren't avatars; those are you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the, it does. The the I think it's important that to understand like all of human history is heading towards a gathering and not a Zoom call. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that the point that they make there is that ultimately these local assemblies, these local gatherings. Um, that we have as churches today are a foretaste of that that particular reality. Right. It's a it's a small, just like he he ties it to um, receiving communion, is just a small uh, elemental taste of Christ's overall sacrifice, right. which is this much bigger, glorious picture. Um, each time you gather with the church, it's a it's a smaller expression of this heavenly, glorious reality that we all will physically experience one day it will be an embodied presence with one another and with with god fully uh, without this veil of of sin and and you know corruption that, that right now separates us from from him um, yeah, absolutely
1: yeah, yeah and i think too there's you know the element of just people are so lonely Right. Mm. And, and we, because of sin, we're disconnected from God. We're disconnected from one another, Yeah. but there's this beautiful picture that happens, I think when the church gathers where there's a unity around the gospel and around Christ, that kind of is a foretaste of sin once and finally being destroyed in the age to come yeah. when, when there's no more separation. Right. Right. And it's kind of like that, the unity of a husband and a wife, you know, of being together It's that the church gathers together and, uh, that loneliness and brokenness that is so prevalent in the world. And that moment on Sunday morning doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. United body of Christ.
0: Right. Um, I, I think one of the things that's, uh, if we want to go to scripture, to kind of uh, back up these, these claims, uh, one of the, the passages that, that comes to mind is, um, is Ephesians 2, where it talks about us being one For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important that people connect the privilege of gathering. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't, technology is great. Technology, it, it is better to be able to be on a Zoom call than not to be able to see yeah. someone at all. Yes, right. but we shouldn't accept these lower forms of mm-hmm. relational kind of interactions right. when, when God has uh, called us together directly together.
2: And I don't think we. I don't think human beings will yeah. long term. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's a reason why this Thanksgiving the travel data and everything was so crazy high. Yeah. Um, people are. Yeah. Uh, they've had you know quite frankly they've had enough of of the virtual, uh, just generic. Like as a uh, you know obviously uh, there's still people who are uh, you know quarantined and when they I think one of the things that's happened out of COVID is. If we have any type of sickness, we're very likely to shut it down. Yeah. Um, just generally play it safe as as much as we can and, and on and on there. But generally speaking, there is a craving and a desire that ha- that I think in some ways COVID and that year and a half yeah. of kind of missing out on a lot of those things has amplified. People who maybe two years ago, or in 2019, didn't travel home for, for Thanksgiving. I'm mm-hmm. uh, desperate for it now. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. get there. Yeah. And we saw that in our church. And one of the things that, that they mentioned in the book, and the book was written kind of in the middle of the pandemic, or or maybe last fall and, and came out this year, um, they mentioned that the popularity of uh, of online services. And at the time, they mm-hmm. were. At the time, at the time of yeah. the work, uh, I was actually I came across a, 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 an article that was written called "The Surprising Attendance Decline of Streaming Worship Services," and they found that ninety percent of churches report massive yeah. declines mm. in their peak attendance that that they had do, online attendance, yeah. is what yeah. they're calling it, during the during the pandemic. Yeah, down so ninety percent of churches seen massive declines from that from that peak. Right. And they're and they're trying to uh they're trying to understand why, what's happening. And they give i I'll give these really briefly, but they give five reasons, uh five observations about this. Uh one is the desire to return to in person worship services was a pent up demand far greater than we thought it would be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two watching streaming services never developed into a habit. Yeah. No, in other words, people—you use technology for convenience. You don't use it always habitually. You mainly use it to fill time and to to right. be productive and different. You know, you you binge watch something because you just give out from the day, but you're not like, hey, at three p.m. on Sunday, I'm going to Netflix for two hours. Right. Mm. It's a it's 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 something you you know. Um, yeah. Number three was the novelty is worn off. It's just who yep. cares? It's mm-hmm. it's just one more thing now. Uh, number four was be careful not to invest too heavily in streaming services, just encouraging churches not to go all in on streaming. Yeah. Like this is the new way of church. The people are right. saying it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like j- just by and large Christians mm-hmm. around the world are like saying this isn't what we want. Um, and this isn't something's wrong with this. Yeah. Um, and then there's an encouragement not to abandon the digital space completely. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which we wrestle with sure with that all the time. We just had a conversation yesterday in a meeting about, uh, the you know our digital presence and where we're at, kind of, mm-hmm. and what we're doing. So, um, yeah. a lot to think through there. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the an important point the the shift has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as popular yeah. as it was um, a year ago.
0: Yeah, and I think we would say like if we're wanting to, to kind of bring this into terms specifically for Ivy Church, um, our particular mission can't be fully accomplished. With right. just an online presence. Like we might, cause no, our, our mission statement right. is engaging, developing and deploying deep disciples of Jesus with with the gospel, right? So, I mean, we are able to do part of that. We can engage people, right? We can, we can have a certain, have level, a certain yeah. level like of right. reach. And that's what we've seen like where people have found the, the church specifically online or have talked about how are the resources we've, we've been making have been blessings or, or good tools and, you know, that ways for them to right. be engaged with truth but there's no way we're developing disciples yeah. through those things. I think like, there's, a,
1: yeah, yeah. there's a really important dynamic in all this. Chad was sitting on it too, and it's the sticking element that makes people stick to a church. And, of course, there's different factors of that, but it's not just a good sermon. It's mm-hmm. not just good right. worship. It's not just good right. content. Those things are important, but you can get those things online. You can, I've heard great sermons online. Yeah, But the thing that sticks people, makes them come back, is they hear those things in the context of, of a body of mm-hmm. believers, you know, of a group of people. And, uh, you know, um, I just think that's so po- important. One of the things I've tried to develop in myself um, is a thankfulness for the gathering. So not a thankfulness yeah. for the sermon. Not like, man, I'm glad mm-hmm. we got a good preacher. Or, man, I heard a good yeah. sermon. Although I am thankful for that. But Which man, we got a
0: good sermon this last Sunday. From, yeah, it, was, it was amazing. From Pastor Josh.
1: Josh. But, but one of the things that you often don't think of is like a thankfulness for the fact that you're gathered with this group of people. Like, that's mm-hmm. the spiritual element of the Sunday morning reality yeah. is the actual gathering. Right. So to be thankful for that and conscious of that is really important. Well, what you're
2: experiencing when when you are thankful for that, what you're acknowledging is this is how God, mm-hmm. like, this is how he's chosen to tell the story of all of human history. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. the The Bible begins with God creating flesh and blood human beings and then being present with them in Eden. The Bible hinges on Emmanuel, God with us, God, literally with, God yeah. with us, um, coming, condescending, coming to Earth, um, living a perfect life, dying in our place, and then the Bible ends with, "We're all together." That, yeah. that and, and so, yeah. so in some, in some ways, like you, you can't even understand your humanity without understanding that, mm-hmm. without understanding physical yeah. presence. Like you can't understand right. it. It's, you, you. you it, so you're getting when you see when I when I look out. When there's this moment, and I'm sure you experienced it Sunday, and I'm sure you, Tyler, you've experienced it as well, like mm-hmm. preaching, where, um, when I get when I when I come up to the pulpit and I'm about to start, and you just look, there, there's this this joy and this happiness, this this like yeah. moment, where mm-hmm. you're just like you're reminded, like I'm reminded. Jesus died for like flesh and blood people, for for people like this and this and this and this person over here and this, like and that Jesus didn't send an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sent himself. Charles Spurgeon. I gave
1: this quote that the prayers of the church are God's intentions. And I said, you know, when I look out across the congregation, what I see, God's intentions. Yeah, like you know, when we when we see Highview Church, Mm -hmm. it didn't exist a few years ago, but God intended that it would, and so He put it in the hearts of people. We prayed. We're reminded. That God is building His church, we're reminded yeah. of God's intentions when we see the people that He's right. you know, saved, and right. So, yeah, I, one
0: of the one of the quotes uh, that we we've already talked about before the, the podcast from the book um, was uh, simply: "It says, let's praise God that the Christian life is more than just an information transfer." Yeah, yeah. Because um, we can we can do that. Like we can put together blog posts, we can preach good sermons, we can. Um, even what we, we did during the thick of the pandemic, like we put together, you know, produced songs with team members Mm -hmm. and like, we, and we still, we stream our services. Um, again, not saying that we ever want to, um, do away with that because we believe those are good tools. Um, but I'm glad that it's more than that. What we get to experience as a part of the body of Christ is more than just, all right, let me, let me listen to this lecture. Let me listen to a message. Let me try to get, you know, quote unquote fed, um, but it's also about an investment. What what am I bringing to the table that's blessing others? How am I stirring one another up to love and good works? Know. And um, as we you know, we had our Hebrew series recently, and the, and the author mentions uh, the passage from Hebrews ten where he says that we should not neglect to gather together um, because we are we do have that mission to stir one another up. And you can't do that. Um, you can't have that physical presence online. You just can't do it.
2: Yeah. It's one not a, the same. It really no, is not. It's it. not the same. One of
1: the Everybody most knows convicting elements oftentimes to, you know, Chad's sermon or whoever's preaching, you know, the content is, is one of the hooks, but it's also, then I apply that content to those that I'm in the room with. Mm. So am I loving them properly? Am I serving them properly? Am I leading my family in a way that, that is an example uh, to the younger fathers in the room? And you know, when I watch that same sermon, in my bedroom, on my screen, sure there's still some points of conviction, but I don't think they go down as deep I don't mm-hmm. think they're applied as deep to my heart as they are mm-hmm. when I'm in the context of community, yeah
2: yeah that's one of the problems with with online church is it it doesn't inconvenience you nearly enough yeah like you, can, you know, in other words you can experience a Sunday morning with very little inconvenience mm-hmm. and that's actually not good for you, yeah yeah, <laughs> and they actually they talk about that, but like that's mm-hmm. Um, you, you can do a lot of things, but, um, there, there's some things you, that if you do them out of love, they're going to inconvenience you. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's, uh, we already know this intuitively. We know this instinctively. Um, because again, who in their right mind, uh, you've been away from your family for three or four days. Um, and, uh, you get home and, uh, and the kids run up to you and you're like, hang on a second. Actually, can you guys FaceTime me? I'm going to go upstairs and can we... Of course, you're mm. never going to do that. You're going to hug and kiss your kids and and your yeah. wife and 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 you're going to enjoy yeah. their physical presence. You're not, you're not going to choose yeah. the lesser virtual Absolutely. interaction. Absolutely. You're just never yeah. going to ever do that. Yeah. So so we all know this. I think that that there's something in us though that that feels like this is a way for us to maybe feel Christian and experience some Christian mm-hmm. teaching and and and, and avoid and like the a, like, uncomfortable and part. avoid all mm. the things that come with it. And if we can just justify it to ourselves that this is church anyway, and this is this is okay, and, and we're right. the church really is just like you went to church. I'm using quotation marks. You went to church mm-hmm. if you heard a sermon. No, right. you did not. No, no, nope. no, you did not. No, you did not. No. Nope. And that's what I mean. We've wrestled with you. Were, you were talking about like how we wrestle with online presence. Like we've talked about, yeah, um, the live stream mm-hmm. aspect of this. Yeah, like w- whether or not that's good, mm-hmm. whether or not that's helpful. Um, not saying we don't have our content online but but when do we have it online and we've wrestled with a lot of things. we don't want it to be a stumbling things. block we're still wrestling yeah. with these things yeah. exactly uh, we don't want to enable mm-hmm. people to kind <laughs> yeah. of build this new reality about right. about what what the the ecclesia is mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah i think trying to to present this type of um cuz again we don't want to to say that these digital tools are bad. We've said that over and over. Nope. Um, we see them as valuable ways, but they're not a they're not an alternative. Uh, they are a supplement, right? We we've tried to to view them as that a supplemental thing that got us through um, a particular season where it was more wise for us to not gather um, physically in person. Um, but now that we are physically gathering in person, uh, I almost see that as it's a stepping stone toward welcoming someone into the physical gathering. So I'm always blessed when someone shows up on Sunday morning as a guest and they tell us, hey, we've been watching your sermons, but we we want to be here now. Yeah, I, um, I, I like love that. that. Yeah.
1: And I love when we, we have a church member that gathers with us regularly and they go on vacation with their family and they're driving and we see hey checked in to listen to the sermon because they've been following along in Hebrews and yeah. they don't want to miss one of the sermons right their intention right. is and their heart is with us mm-hmm. so it's it's a way for us to keep people connected with our content and what we're teaching right but it's never meant to you know mm-hmm. do away with the physical gathering
0: yeah because um, as we've, we've already said and the book makes a good good point of this that that this whole thing we're trying to build <laughs> this this church this Christian life is not just about Making sure we have all the right information transferred to all the people. There really is uh, a, a special obligation on us to to have this shared experience, <clears throat> to to come alongside one another, to encourage one another, to challenge each other with with the truths of Scripture, um, to be known by one another, to weep when others weep, to rejoice when others rejoice, and um, that best happens when we we've built a life together in person. Amen. Um, being known. Uh, and knowing others, investing our time, our talents, treasures—all those things—we we try to continually talk about here at Highview, um, because we do see it as uh, it's not as as fulfilling, right? It's not as in, it personally um, I- encouraging. It's it's not going to to make you what you're intended to be through your experience with the church, um, which ultimately is being a disciple. Uh, that takes a very special in-person um, approach.
1: Yeah, I think the, of Ephesians five, where the church is being washed with the water of the Word. This corporate mm-hmm. reality of God making a people yeah. that He presents then to to mm-hmm. Christ as mm-hmm. as a bride. You know, um, that washing happens corporately as we're you know sharpening iron, sharpening iron, and you know, so there's a there's a whole corporate aspect to your Christian walk. The Bible is just filled with that language. Yeah, you know, of being saved as a people. Um, that we just can't avoid and shouldn't avoid.
2: Yeah, the the in the book uh, the uh, the author makes mention of that very that very fact that one of the downsides of virtual church, if you want to, if that's a, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think that's a thing, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, one of the downsides of virtual church is you don't bump into anyone mm-hmm. in the hallway, yeah. have a quick conversation. You, in other words, you're enabled to not think about the body, to just think about the content you're consuming. Yeah, and that that type of disembodying the the message of the gospel with the people that the gospel forms is crazy dangerous. Yes, mm-hmm. it is crazy dangerous. Yeah. and uh, and so the the physical gatherings forces you to confront that the gospel is not this disembodied message, but that the gospel is actually about the God man's death and the people that he's forming. And, yep. and so yeah. it just forces you to deal with, with reality. Amen.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is a, a interesting passage. Again, he's trying to, to, to argue for the physicality, like the in-person nature of this, the things you miss out on in that virtual space. He, he says, think about it. Maybe you struggle with a hidden hatred toward a brother all week, but then in the presence uh, in his presence at the Lord's table, it draws you to conviction and confession. You struggle with suspicion toward a sister, but then you see her singing the same songs of praise, and your heart warms. You struggle with anxiety over what's happening politically in your nation, but then the preacher declares that Christ's coming victory and vindication, and you hear shouts of amen all around you, and you recall that you belong to a heavenly citizenry of of allied in hope. Uh, You're tempted to keep struggling in the dark with secret sin, but then an older couple uh, presses the question over lunch, you know, how are you really doing? And it draws you into the light. Like these type of experiences are—they're are, never going to happen if you're not physically gathered. You're not going to have those same tension points that you have to wrestle with uh, and deal with in a gospel-centered way um, outside of a, a physical gathering. Yeah,
1: and we just have to understand that God in His providence has chosen to sanctify the church through in the context of the church, mm-hmm. right? He, he uses um, other broken people. to help sanctify other broken people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the chapter lands on this idea that, uh, that we exist as embassies um, really kind of, a compelling visual image of, um, he mentions uh, actually their church uh, where they serve is located in Washington D.C. Where they can walk past the embassies of other countries, and he says, you know, if you were to go in those doors, you would hear the language of that country. Yeah, you would you would see the the cultural elements of that uh, country that they're they're actually representative of somewhere else, but they're present here. Um, and and he said it's the church essentially works that same way or should work that same way. As we're gathered, uh, we speak a different language. We speak the language of love and grace and. Uh, the gospel uh, that as we separate from the world and we physically gather in our local embassy here um, we're, we're experiencing cultural realities that are not of this world Amen. Uh, that we get to kind of pull away from um, what we're experiencing and kind of um, trudging through all week long, which is the culture of the world. And so um, true. Yeah. And we get to, to physically gather uh, and be recur- encouraged, reminded about all these things that we're hoping for, uh, to be realities one day, Amen. Good stuff. Um, well, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this this conversation. Let us know. Find us on social media. Uh, we're going to post the link to this uh, this podcast. Uh, let us know why you enjoy physically gathering uh, together with with this local church, or if you're somewhere else. Uh, kind of tell us what you feel about about this uh, this experience. Best
2: possible takeaway: Go to church Sunday. Yeah. Um, optimal situation mm. if you live nearby. Come to Hive Church on Yeah, find Tyler mm. and get a copy right. of Rediscover Church by Colin Hanson and Jonathan Lehman.
0: They're just sitting in a box. And, and just and just <laughs> we want them to sit in your in your hands.
2: You know, I I'll say this because I I, I don't think it's funny because we're recording a podcast uh and we're talking about um the dangers of digital digital technology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's ironic. But um but i I was telling a brother this and I, I I thought about this as you were just sharing there at the end there Tyler um, uh, what we're what we 're not saying is that technology is is not to be used for the glory of God, yeah, we absolutely should we absolutely should use technology to enhance our connectivity mm-hmm. as a church um, and you can 't enhance the connectivity of a church with by, and while Downplaying yeah. the physical gathering, I think churches are going to discover this more and more and more and more mm-hmm. um, and the way I described it to this brother was I said um, there's nothing wrong with calling your wife using your cell phone mm-hmm. um, but that shouldn't replace the family dinner around the meal table you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that shouldn't that shouldn't replace mm-hmm. the the date night that yeah. should like yeah call your wife call you use technology to to supplement and yeah. add yeah. layers of connectivity without replacing the heart of connectivity.
0: Right. Amen. That's good stuff. Well, uh, thank you guys for sitting around the table with me to, to discuss this book and uh, to record another episode of the podcast. I know our, our fans are happy uh, that we're keeping these coming out. Uh, we hope that they are beneficial, um, but we do hope that they're not your only interaction with us. Come visit with us in person, <laughs> have a conversation with us and take us to lunch. You know, we, we'd love to, talk with us. Again, Amen. take us to lunch. Let me just say that twice. <laughs> um, no, we're, we are thankful to, to everyone listening with us. If uh, you would like to get a copy of this book, like we said, lead us a, leave us a rating and review or come and find us at church. We'd love to talk there with you go. there and uh, be present, be physically present with you. And with that being said, we will see you in the next one.